1: In a classic episode of The Simpsons, Bart is watching an assembly at school and wonders out loud how it's physically possible for something to both suck and blow at the same time. Well, at the risk of you eating my shorts, I'm going there because 11-17 and 17 is now the Red Sox record. They had just scored 18 runs in two games. Then this weekend, they scored three in two games. And I grant you, Tigers starters Ross and Zimmerman were less of a challenge in Tampa Bay's Morton and Glass now. But speaking of glass now, I would say it's half empty. A uh, 5-2 loss Sunday afternoon. Chris Sale still winless. The Sox seven and a half games out of first. The breakdown of another lost weekend straight ahead here on Sox Daily. It's your
2: daily Sox podcast. It's your daily Sox podcast. It's where you're going to find out what
1: the Sox. We were told by pitching coach Dana Lavangi back when Chris Sale was a mere 0-2. Hey, we're telling him, he doesn't need to be a Ferrari right away. No need to open the throttle in April. Just be a Mustang, not a Ferrari for now. And I get that. I really do. But right now, Sale at best is like a Toyota Yaris. Like a Kia Soul, anything you can rent at an airport thrifty for less twenty nine dollars. You ever seen those options? By the way, go on Orbitz right now. I challenge you. What are these cars that they're going to rent you for less than thirty bucks? It's like the the Dodge cardboard box, the Ford tampon. Come drive the new Ford tampon. It goes from zero to sixty in thirteen minutes. That's kind of what this Chris Sale April has felt like. He's now zero and five with one no decision. His ERA dropped. From the mid-sevens down to the mid-sixes on Sunday, which I guess is a good thing. But the Red Sox now six games under five hundred again. Let's work front to back, recapping the weekend. Although the, the bottom line is last year through 28 games, a team had 21 wins. This year, they've got basically half of that. Friday, the game was rained out. Saturday, they lost a frustrating one, 2-1. to one. Red Sox reaching base at least once in every inning. Could just never get that big clutch hit. J.D. Martinez had to sit out. He's got back spasms. He missed the game on Sunday as well. And Charlie Morton threw six shutout innings. He had five strikeouts. He walked four. Red Sox didn't get on the board at all till the eighth when Mookie Betts hit a 1-0 cutter to center out of the yard for a home run, fifth of the year. Sox went on to load the bases in that inning. They could not capitalize. Andrew Bogarts worked a one-out walk. Devers a single to right. But Colt Hero, Michael Chavis, struck out with runners at the corners. Steve Pierce did walk to load him up. But Jackie Bradley Jr. struck out to end the inning. That just kind of pulled the plug on the whole thing. And the Sox were more than familiar with Charlie Morton. This was the eighth time they had faced this guy since September of 14. It always hit him pretty well, 5.06 ERA. But on Saturday, he allowed two hits in six innings. David Price seems to have turned his fortunes around against Tampa Bay. That's the franchise, of course, he started with. And for a while, he could just never beat him. Had about a six and a half ERA against him, but now his last nine starts against him, 1.8 ERA. He was very good Saturday, just not good enough to beat Morton. And at this point, the stats showed that since April, no, check that, August of 2016, 31 of the 51 games between these two teams have been decided by either one run or two runs. 11 of the last 24 have been decided by just the one skinny run. And, you know, teams with the best pitching usually win close games like that. The Rays starters have a combined 2.02 ERA. That's more than a run better than the next best staff out there. It's the only group in Major League Baseball with a batting average against of under 200. In fact, it's 186. And their starters are a collective 12-2. and There were two home runs in that Saturday game. Yandy Diaz crushed one early on for Tampa Bay. We mentioned Mookie got his fifth of the year late for the Sox. The average number of home runs per game in the majors right now is close to 2.7 a game. Last year at this time, it was 2.1. So if it's like this right now with cold temperatures and rain, what's it going to be like when the warm weather moves in and the ball really starts to carry? We uh, we watched that Saturday game, and we said, well, at least the top of the order is starting to do what it's supposed to do. Ben had been on base, he, I think it was 18 out of his last 19 games, OPS of close to 1,000, and that suggests he could be the perfect table setter for Mookie to just get that power turned on again, and that could be a heck of a one-two punch all year. Mookie is getting going as well. But Steve Pierce is a phantom, and the other first baseman is kind of that way as well. Between Moreland and Pierce... Red Sox first baseman are now hitting 195. Moreland is one for his last 19. Pierce for the year has a batting average that more closely resembles a fever than an actual batting average right now. It's 103. Four for 39, one RBI. Remember in last year's World Series, he was four for his last six with six runs batted in. Jackie Bradley Jr. uh, would end up having two hits over the weekend, but I doubt in 15 years you're going to tell someone you were there that weekend when Jackie Bradley had two hits. Uh, For the year, JBJ now hitting 150. And of 186 qualifying big league players, that is number 185. Thank you, Ian Kinsler, now playing for the Padres. In terms of OPS, Jackie is dead last, 186. And to put that in perspective for you, if Jackie Bradley Jr. homered in each of his next 20 at-bats, 20 swings, 20 home runs, that would not even get him to the top 30 in OPS in the majors right now. So a lot of work to do. And to pour some more lemon juice and an open paper cut here, Uh, Jackie even missed a catch he should have had in center field in the Sunday game. But the real defensive culprit Sunday was Rafi Devers, who was also picked off in this game. And Devers continues to lead the majors in errors. He almost did that last year, too. And not to pile on, but where's that 30-home run season we were all expecting? And I've mentioned it before on this podcast, no Sox third baseman has ever hit more than 30 home runs in a season. The only guy to get there at all to 30 was Butch Hobson, which amazes me. That's a true fact. But anyway, here's Devers. No home runs and 98 at bats. And at least he's got company. No home runs for Bradley, none for Pierce. There are currently, as of this recording, 330 major league players with at least one home run this year. That includes a dozen pitchers. But nothing for Rafi Devers. There are other players nearing the end of April with a big old donut for home runs that are a surprise. It's not just Red Sox guys Jesus Aguilar, Byron Buxton, Justin Turner, who's supposed to be the king of the launch angle. But man, one time, big fella. I had Devers down for 32 slash 110 this year. Pace right now is 0 35. So anyway, uh, Saturday was rotten. It was cold, damp, chilly. 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position, 11 left on base. So to the Sunday game, all eyes were on Chris Sale, winless through 5. Now, he had struck out 10 in his last start, got 14 swings and misses, best marks of the season, so that's very good. But the bottom line is 0 and 5 is 0 and 5. And he had given the, the team only 23 innings in his first five starts. And the season now a month old. His progress is still being measured by participation ribbons and not trophies right now. So against Tampa Bay, that had to change, and he knew that. And despite the two allowed in the first and two allowed in the second, what followed was actually some light at the end of the whatever. He ended the day very strong, seven innings, 111 pitches, his most in the game since May 22nd of last year. Here's Chris Sale talking about what went on at Fenway on Sunday. I guess that's,
2: you know... Maybe the one and only positive out of this. Um, you know, I still got to put my better, my team in a better position, you know, early on. Um, you know, first inning, two run homer. That's a tough spot to put my guys in. So, um, still building. And uh, you know, I feel like a broken record saying the same things over and over. You know, but um, at the end of the day, I just I need to be you know a little bit better. The command
0: was better after
2: the first two innings. What what sort of adjustments did you make? Uh, just kind of my takeaway, my you know, hand out of my glove. Um, you know, Dana came up to me after the third or fourth inning and was telling me you know, some things with, with my delivery, just getting some things a little bit more crisp, um, you know, getting things more in line. And uh, after that, it, it, it was obvious. You know, things, were, things were getting a little bit better. I was able to get my fastball you know, extension side, and uh, I think my breaking ball had a little bit more depth on it too. You were at 100 pitches through six, but in a pretty good groove at that point. Did you push to go back out? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I told AC I was ready to go. Um, you know, especially when you're only going four or five innings for most of your outings. Um, you want to do everything you can to, you know, extend it for not only yourself, but your bullpen and, and you know, show the guys that, you know, you're on your day to pitch it's you're going out there to do your job, so. It's it's what I got to do.
0: What coverage you getting there, Chris?
2: Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's I keep saying the things, same things over and over, but it's a it's a step in the right direction. I um, you know no, nobody wants to hear that, but uh, I would love to be sitting up here talking about wins and and all that. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to do what you got to do, and um, you know, I'm grinding. You know, I'm I'm trying to find a way. It doesn't matter. What I show up with on a given day—it doesn't matter, you know, where our team's at, who we're facing, who's in the box, whatever. Um, you got to find a way to win, and that's—you uh, know—it's kind of the the double-edged sword of this game. Is you, it's fun when you're on the on one side of it, but it's uh, you know, it kind of sucks when you're on the other side of it. So you got to just got to do what you got to do to get on the right side and and, and keep winning games.
0: Yeah, you got to look around and say, how cool can this game be at times, right?
2: Yeah, I mean it's it, it's the love-hate relationship, you know. I, I I love this game for the same reason I hate it, and uh, you know today's one of those days where you know do will give up a two-run homer in the, in the in the first first inning. You know maybe we got a chance, and um, you know you find your groove a little bit earlier or this or that, whatever. Um, I just I got to find a way. I got to find a way. Just from a team standpoint, does it seem like you guys just can't get any permanent traction? It's kind of two steps forward and one step back. Yeah, I, th- I think you nailed it with that. Is you know we got three games here, and then you know we get have a couple ugly games. Um, but you know I, I think you take a look around this room. You you see the you know obviously the names on the stickers and the numbers on the back. You know we got the guys to do it. You know? It's Basically the same team that won a World Series. So um, you know I'm. We're not losing confidence. We're not, we're not taking back from the effort. We're not, you know, hanging our heads. We're not going to point fingers. That's, that's not who we are. That's, that's not how we got where we are. Um, just, we're doing the same things, just not getting the same results.
1: So he's not at the point of his career yet where he's got to be Frank Tanana or Jamie Moyer. But, you know, here he is still sitting 91-92 with the fastball. He topped out at 93 on Sunday. Daniel Robertson. For some reason, hitting third for Tampa Bay, 169 hitter, no home runs, no career hits against Sale and 11 ABs, two run home run to start the scoring. Um, and it just kind of went on from there. Glass now the win, 5-0, and Sale the loss, 0-5. And I tell you what, Alvarado and Castillo at the back of that bullpen for Tampa Bay, that's some lightning. That's some pretty impressive stuff. So Tampa Bay sweeps a series in Boston. Boston had swept a series in Tampa Bay. Five games played between these two teams this year, and the road team has won every single time. Red Sox on Sunday, three runs coming in basically as a result of two errors. And the good news is Mookie is still hitting and even walking. Drew a leadoff walk in the fourth, hit a one-out double off the Monster in the sixth. He is cleaning up against the Rays this year, nine for 20 against him with a couple of home runs. Christian Vasquez always hits the Rays very well for some reason. In fact, in his uh, 15 games against him at Fenway, he's hitting about 400 against him for some weird reason. He had a one-for-three game. But the Sox had only seven hits for the afternoon. Tampa Bay had only five, but they win the game. The the high-water mark for the Red Sox, another Michael Chavis home run, another 441-footer. He's got two of those now, and he had a few at Pawtucket that went 434, 467, and 470. So Michael Scott Chavis, yeah, I know he's not named for the regional manager of Dunder Mifflin, uh, but that's, that's cool, though, that he's Michael Scott Chavis. Um, and, and our friend Jared Carabas, by the way, at Barstool has nicknamed him the Ice Horse, and Chavis is apparently down with that. So I guess that's going to be a thing now. We'll roll with it. Uh, Ice Horse hitting number three in the major leagues, but it's not enough. Tampa Bay wins the game by the final of five to two. So now let's hear from Alex Cora. Here you go.
0: I mean, obviously velocity wasn't there, but uh, early in the game he, he struggled with command. But then after that, he found it, and uh, you know um, he induced him to weak contact. He was able to get some swings, some misses up in the zone. We didn't make a play in the second inning. You know that's a terrible made play, and then you know we paid the price. But um, you know it's not where passable wise everybody hope he is but it, you know he gave a seven you know and after the second inning he start pitching using everything he found the command of the off-speed pitches like i've been saying all along i think that's that's a key for him and was able to navigate through through that lineup alex in general do you feel like the team's kind of spinning its wheels a little bit you know you, you no, haven't been able it was, to it has to do with that pitching stuff you know like they're good. I mean, they they have a great pitching staff. And like I said, you know, it's tough to create energy when you're not scoring runs. You know? It, you know, late in the game, we put some good at-bats. Actually, I think after a fourth inning, we battle. you know, with him. But his stuff was good, you know. He added a change-up today. So that's something that, you know, probably teams are paying attention to. And, and they feel that that pitch is one that, you know, it, it bother us. So, um that's the way the game goes. But, you know, we didn't make the two double plays. You know, the, the last one, you know, that, that's, that's just inexperienced at second base. But we'll take that. You know, uh, he'll learn over the fly, But the first one, you know, it's a ground ball double play. We get out of the inning. They only have two runs. And, you know, we, we, have, we have a shot. We don't make a play. Then they hit a double. And that's what it is. But I, I honestly feel like we're not that far. You know, offensively, you see it. You know, you see flashes. It's just a matter of getting that big hit that one that you know he puts a crooked number up there but um you know i'll take seven from him you know and that, that was good to see that he can he went deep into the game but I get, I'm, I'm not talking about this series necessarily but just in general this season does it feel like you just haven't been able to kind of get any, any sort of momentum or the kind of i mean that's obvious you know yeah. we haven't been consistent you know if we pitch we don't hit if we don't hit i mean You know the you know the phrase whatever. One thing one thing is going, the other one is not. Defensively, we we show flashes. We don't. So we haven't been able to put everything together. So um, to answer your question, that's that's how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your team is kind of your team. You got a bunch of guys who you know, you know, came back from a very good team. What can you do to sort of change that? What's going? We gotta keep going. You know, Um, like. You got to keep working on your craft and, and pay attention to details and do the things that we, we know how to do. You know, as a staff, you keep preaching that, you know, and uh, like I've been saying all along, we got to play better, better baseball. That's, that's the bottom line. You got to play better, and we know it as a group. You know, it's just, you know, we've done it for two days. We don't do it for one day. You know, we haven't been consistent at it, you know, so you're looking for consistency. That's what, that's what we need, and uh, we need to start doing that sooner rather than later. What do you see with Pierce? Um, right now, he's, he's he's searching. I thought that about last night uh, against uh, Alvarado was, you know, put him in, in a good spot. You know, um, just um, he's searching. You see him, you know, you see him in the cage, you see him in the batter's box, in the dugout. You know, he, he's looking for something to click. Um, sometimes he's out in front of breaking balls, then he's late on fastballs. Uh, sometimes he's getting cut up in between, and, and you see it. So, um, you know. We'll you know Timmy and Andy will keep looking for, for, for answers and help him out to get to the point that you know, he can contribute offensively.
1: All right, that's the skipper, and quickly some injury notes for you here. Brock Holt had to shut down his rehab at AAA, at least for a little bit. It's not his eye anymore. His shoulder is barking a little bit, so we'll monitor that. Pedroia is heading to Portland. He'll play Wednesday for the Sea Dogs. So Petey to Portland, he'll be buying the spreads, the really good food for the double-A the guys. Bobby Dahlbeck is there. He's reached base in all 17 games so far this year, and his strikeout rate is down to only about 25% this year. He doesn't have a, a huge BABIP right now, so the, uh, the batting average isn't great, but he's drawing a lot of walks and certainly a guy to watch. Nunez is heading to join Pawtucket. We'll see what becomes of him, but uh, next up, It's the Oakland A's coming in. Fresh off the Vlad Guerrero Jr. experience up in Toronto, they'll wander down to Fenway for a three-game series starting Monday before the Sox hit the road for four in Chicago, three in Baltimore. The Orioles, by the way, have already allowed at least five home runs in a game six times this year. That's a franchise record, and it's still April. But before the O's are the vowel of choice, it's the A's. Uh, Oakland getting another great year out of Matt Chapman. He's hitting around 300, playing the Gold Glove defense. You've got Chris Davis with 10 home runs. And no, he's not hitting two forty-seven, as he's famously done each of the last four years, right on the button. He's actually 30 points behind that, but he did just sign a huge contract extension. Laureano continues to dazzle in the outfield. Remember in Oakland, he threw out Xander Bogarts twice in two days. They've got Matt Olson back at first now, but what they don't have is reliable pitching. Trinan and Trevino have been great at the back of the bullpen, but everyone else is suspect. Their fifth starter, Frankie Montas, is her only started with an ERA of under 4.6 and it will be Montas going on Monday against Eduardo Rodriguez, Eddie with an ERA of 5.8, but he looked very strong last time out. Tuesday Aaron Brooks against Rick Porcello, who's now 1 and 3 with a 7.43. Wednesday looks like it'll be Hector Velazquez going for the Sox, Mike Fires, and his 7 plus ERA for Oakland. Fires just had his hat handed to him by Justin Smoke and the Blue Jays Friday night. And yes, that is a gratuitous Justin Smoke reference just so indeed I can remind you that where there's smoke there's fires. Right. And with that, the podcast slogs to a close. Back tomorrow with more tortured puns and hopefully a win. The Sox now 11-17 and 17, but try and have a great day anyway. This is Josh Lewin apologizing for the barking dog in the background. Bye-bye.